What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameribraid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that Ameribraid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to Ameribraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast. The finger-pointing game has begun. I am Noah Bloomberg from Anyat River Forge. I'm here with Ryan from Ryan Shadborn Knifeworks. The Hello. one, the only, the legendary Brigham Kendall. How you doing, buddy? Short, fat, and happy. Glad to be here. <laughs> Our short, fat friend is in the house. What is that, man? I've never met you in person. How tall are you? I'm five, six, maybe. Actually, no, you know what? I lie. We just measured the other night because my kid's like an inch and a half taller than me now. <laughs> and I am just under five, six now. So I guess the shrinking has shrunk? already begun. Yeah. Because I, I remember being five, six and a half. Because when you're as short as I am, you hold on to that half for dear life. And uh, now I think I'm like five, five and nine, nine tenths or something stupid. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It, it's all right. It's all right. But, you know, I embrace it. It's a it's a way of life. Yeah. What course. are you going to do about it? Yeah, it's like the only thing I can't change. So and, you know, I'm happy because I am fat. I like food. So but I am actually losing weight. I'm trimming down, slimming down. So it's good. But, you've been, uh, you you've been working out or are you just dieting? Well, work diet. Uh, no, no. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> well you said you were losing weight how are you losing weight are you dieting are you working out or what you, what are you what are you no, doing I, I'm, I'm just yeah no it's kind of a little bit of dieting and then also you know I, I i run my own company doing concrete lifting and that concrete's really heavy so it's kind of a workout just kidding but, I don't actually, workout. but you don't, I don't actually lift the yeah i don't actually lift it but no just like being out and being like physically active helps you know what i mean like, yeah for sure uh, especially when all you've done in the last little while is sit at a desk um mm. and that's probably why i like making and doing all that kind of other stuff too is because uh you know it gets a little old sitting there all day and um you know getting out and actually working and and accomplishing something makes me feel good and it also just helps me shed the weight so i'll shed shed some more weight here this summer and hopefully keep the the battle is keeping it off in the winter though i'm mm -hmm. like a freaking squirrel i just pack on the cheeks <laughs> pack it all on the cheeks and in the belly and you know, you know me too oh yeah yeah i when hibernate it's, when it's dark all the time there's a real solid temptation to sit and do nothing 
Exactly. Well, and I, you know, I was listening to, um, oh, what was it, the wolf guy that last, not the last one, but the one before and how you were yeah, saying, wolf well, River. I have a, yeah, Wolf River, I have a physically active job, so I don't need to go work out, but I really do need to go work out. You know, I, I think that would help probably my mindset and my, my, uh, you know, mental health more than anything, but my kid just also beat me in an arm wrestling contest, which I'm not very happy about. So I need to start working out for real. That's a lot of motivation right there. Oh yeah. You, I, you need to be I able to beat your kids. I can still kick his ass. So he's oh, listening. Okay. I can still kick your ass, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody can see I'm smiling. I'm, I'm half halfway joking, but <laughs> No, you have a teenage son. You have to. I have two teenage yeah. sons, and like, they still know if I give them the look. <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about—the dad look. Yeah, the, the dad look. Of... What are you doing? What did you yeah. just say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> then it's how old are your kids, Brigham? You um, so I have a 16 year old boy and a an 11 year old girl. She'll be 12 next. Wait, is this April? This month? This month she'll be 12. So, yeah, there was, uh, yeah, I I didn't realize what day it was until I saw an ad from Montana Knife Company, Nosler, and yeah, the the bullet arrow. As soon as I saw that, I was like, hang on, let me look at the calendar. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, we're good. It's April 1st. I got it. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it going like, why the hell would they put a plastic tip on it? Because I didn't see the nozzler part. I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, okay. You know, he's a big hunter. I can see this. And then then I'm like looking, why the hell does it have a plastic tip? And then I see like a nozzler partition. I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah, it took me a minute too. I was just like, what was it? 800 feet per second they were, they were claiming from a bow? Yeah. Yeah. No. That was good stuff. My favorite one was uh, Vortex a few years back. They, I I think it was Vortex. I can't remember. They had a uh, a camera guided bullet. And they had like all this really solid video of this high speed camera that they stuck inside a bullet that you could fire out of the gun and you could, you could watch it live from where you were shooting from and you could see it like hit an animal or whatever or a target. And it was one of the most well done April Fool ads I've ever seen. It was amazing. Hmm. Well, Call of Duty would lead us to believe that it could be true. I'm sure a lot of people believed it. Yeah. I mean, just how well done the ad was, I mean, would lead you to believe that it was real. Like, it was super well done. I'll have to look that up. I'll have to look yeah. that up. That sounds yeah, cool. It, it's a couple of years old, but just the, like the ad was impressive. I have a vortex scope. It's nice. I did. I'm all vortex. Well, I lie. I'm almost all vortex. I got a scope on my rifle on my six, five, my man bun gun. I got, <laughs> I got, um, I have, the binoculars and then the spotting scope. So which spotting scope did you go for? I did the diamond back. Um, I can't remember the 40 to 60, I think, mm-hmm. um, with the bigger, the bigger lens on the end. Um, but you know, I'm still in the process of gathering all of my hunting things, I guess you could yeah. say, but as far as budget scopes go, vortex is pretty much the best budget scope I've found. If yeah, money well, is no option, my boss uses Leupold's 
Oh my God, are they nice? Yeah, they're nice. But I've talked to multiple retailers who have said that dealing with warranty claims, they would much rather deal with Vortex. Vortex oh, yeah. has, has the absolute best warranty in the entire industry. And you can it's so much easier to, to deal with than Leopold or um, anybody else. Svart, Svart, I've never been Svarsky. able to pronounce Svarsky or, or whatever. Yeah. It's like Worcestershire. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, I had a buddy run over his his binoculars, like left them on the tailgate, and they fell off, and then he backed over them, or somebody else backed over them, and they replaced them. So. Yeah, buddy, it's good stuff. I think the only thing I, I don't have, um, I've got a Sig Sauer uh, rangefinder, but other than that, all my stuff's Vortex. See, and this year I, I forgot I got the rangefinder this year too, and it's awesome. It's awesome. America. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I love that we can all just sit here and talk about all of our guns. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of, it's like sitting around a, not in my house, it ain't sitting around a campfire talking ghost stories, but we're just talking about our guns. Yeah. I love, I love guns. I love shooting. They've never killed anybody. Makes you feel safe. Yeah. It does. It does. But yeah, I can talk guns all day. I like reloading. I'm not very good at it yet, but I haven't exploded a gun, so that's good. That's um, a solid point in your favor right there. Oh yeah. Do you oh, find yeah. with reloading, do you find once you have the equipment, it's substantially cheaper to reload or is it just like a nice little side hobby? I think it depends on what kind of grade of bullet you're going for. Like if you're if you're if you're going for the more expensive side of bullets, let's say you're spending 60 bucks for a box of 20 because they're like the, you know, the, the elite of elite, then yes, you're going to save money. But if you're just, well, I don't know. It also depends on which round you're reloading and all that kind of stuff. Like right now. Right. And where you are. Um, and it yeah. also depends on where you're at in that four year cycle, because uh, exactly. some, sometimes ammo is cheaper and then depending on where you're at in that four year cycle, ammo gets more expensive. So sometimes yeah. it's cheaper to reload and sometimes it's not. And it like, like he was saying for like, just like the, the ball ammo, it's, it's right on that cusp, <coughs> I think right now. But you know, if yeah. you're looking for a, 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 a super whoopee hunting round with like, you're saying like some nozzler, like the nozzler partition or there's, um, mm-hmm. Uh, Barnes makes a really good one too. But uh, anyways, um, Barnes is just right down the road from me. Actually. Is it really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like they hire all the time. I keep thinking maybe I'll go work there, but they don't pay enough. But uh, but yeah, I don't I don't reload, but my father in law does, and my father in law is one of those uh, OCD people. Um, and I don't use that term lightly. He is very obsessive um, about things that he decides to be interested in. So something like reloading, you really want to know what you're doing and you really want to do the research and everything like that. And it, it's to the point now where, uh, when we go to the gun range, we, I mean, we always collect our brass, but when he's testing out like a new, a new round, excuse me for. Oh, cough, cough. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm in the uh, the constant uh, the constant cycle of being sick every other week. Mm. I'm really over it. But anyways, um, you know, we'll fire one round, go pick up the shell. He'll look at the mark where the extractor 
you know, hit it. Oh, wow. He'll look at the primer and see how the primer was hit, you know, and like check all these little things. Anyways, so it's it's he's very, very scientific about it. And he he gets really deep into it, which is great because I can just take my brass and say, here, uh, what kind of powder do you need me to buy you? Okay, and what kind of rounds? And, and then he can just be like, "Well, if you want it to do this, it needs this. Or if you want it to do this, it can do this and this." And I'm like, "Great!" Well, and okay, that's so what I'll, that's what's going to make him these great things. at things. It's it's like very repeatable, right? Oh and yeah. That's how you that's how you get around. Like one of the guys that I kind of learned from, I gave him my gun. Like my I have a seven mm, and I'm like, "Hey, develop a round for me." He went through like eight different loads and shot ten different rounds out of each one let it cool down between, I mean, this was like a three day thing that he did. And then we yeah. finally found the bullet that works great. And so I just reloaded those specs and I'm good, but my gun at a hundred yards, I couldn't keep it on a paper and like wow. with factory ammo. It was really weird. I'd never seen that before. And I was like, what that, you know, I bought a stupid gun. Like what's going on. But now, now I'm like, that at two or 300 yards, you know, I can keep it pretty consistent if I'm on arrest, but, uh, I don't know. Nice. Reloading's fun. I do think you should be a little obsessive about it because if you're not, you're going to screw things up. And in turn, that kind of relates to knife making because people think we're obsessive about stupid shit. I show my friends all the time, like, look at these scales. They're so awesome. You know, like just showing them <laughs> pictures of things or do you see this brass pin and how he domed that? Like, I don't know, just kind of like, and they're just like, you're stupid. But, you know, I, we obsess <laughs> over those things, and that's what makes us good. Absolutely, man. Well, have you been working on anything fun recently in your shop? Um, I just got my Apollo Forge built. I'm fine. I'm yeah. super excited about that. It took me a while because, like, I had to cut down the bricks. And I was like, like the hard bricks. I don't know why. Like, just, just a skosh too long. And, uh. It took me like I was fret fretting. Is that how you say it? I was worrying yeah. about how I'm going to cut these. Uh, my dumb ass forgot I had a freaking concrete saw. So I just <laughs> my concrete. it was done. And so I finally got it all put together. But uh, it's it's awesome. I haven't done anything with it yet. I've been I was in Georgia last week um, and then I was in South Dakota the week before for my other job. So. I was, I've kind of been out of town. So just gotcha. enjoying everybody else's work on Instagram and honestly playing call of duty. Cause you started talking about call of duty <laughs> and I started playing that again on the phone and man, I wreck on the phone, like team death what is match. This game. What is this fucking call of duty on the phone game? What is this? Tell <laughs> me this. It's called call of duty. <laughs> it's on the phone, Ryan. <laughs> no, but it's, it's fun. I don't know. Good waste of time yeah. when you're chilling at, in a hotel room. Warzone oh, yeah. Mobile? No, it's just, it just no, no, the it's, other one. It's, it's, it's just, just Call, Call of Duty, Duty Mobile. Let's see. Mobile Season 3? Yeah, probably. Yep. It's got some hot chick on the picture. Yeah, probably. Yep. All right. I'm installing yeah. it. So hey. any anybody out there who... Uh, who wants to uh, play Call of Duty Mobile with us? You just shoot me a DM and you need uh, to make a clan. We can make a hustle and grind clan. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already I'm already part of a clan. I apologize. Oh for man, that. you guys can you you guys can join a clan. It's called To the Moon. To the Moon. To the, well, we 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 uh, we created our clan when uh, 
Dogecoin was uh, was a really big thing. So we like to yell random things at work. And for that period of time, the thing that we'd always just yell was to the moon. Um, <laughs> we're not the highest level of intelligence people at work. Uh, so we we bird call each other. We go. Ca-ca! Oh, yeah, we do that, too. Oh, like you walk okay. in the warehouse and just see if anybody else is in there. You're like, ca-ca, ca-ca! and then if nobody could cause back, then nobody's in there. Nobody's there. There you go. That's a good one. So, Brigham, you have something I wanted to talk about because I've been mulling over investing in one and it's quite an investment. But correct me if I'm wrong. You have one of those forced air respirators, don't you? I do not. You don't? I do oh, not. Nope. Now I feel dumb. It's all right. I thought I thought you did. Every once in a while, I'll fart in a box, though, and, you know, it smells well, bad. It's Everybody like, likes like the a smell of their own brand. A, a, a um, similar similar process there? Is that what you're getting at there? Yeah, yeah. Like, like anything that has air coming in from down there mm. on me is going to be lethal. So I'd rather <laughs> have the cancer, honestly. <laughs> So, um, no, I don't like, I've honestly thought about it cause I got lung problems anyways. Like I'm fairly asthmatic. Um, I've learned that grinding on ironwood gets me sick as a dog. Like, I don't think I'm allergic to it, but I will have to like go air out for a day or two before I start grinding on it again. Um, and so I'm kind of nervous about like doing any koa or curly mango or what, you know, any of that, those ones that I hear, are, you know, people are allergic to, but no, I, you know, it's probably something we should all do because honestly, our health is really all we have. So, but on the same flip side, man, you can live like the most perfect life eating like super healthy working out and you're still going to get cancer or something and die. So everybody's going to die. So I don't know. I kind of go back and forth between wanting to get one, wanting to invest in one and not. So I don't know. Yeah. Let me know if you get one though. I just, I've been doing a lot of G10, Mm -hmm. like black fiberglass G10. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's cancer. Yeah. And yeah, you get into that, you know, just carbon fiber. I think carbon fiber is worse than G10. Like I get it every, like it, it gets in your pores. Like that's how like small, minuscule yeah. and small those, those things are. And it can't be good for you. But uh, no, I, um, I always wear nitrile gloves whenever I'm grinding on carbon fiber, just because I hate getting that stuff in my skin. It drives me nuts. You know what Shoot, I, I saw the other day? What'd you see? You know who Donnie Yugian is? Oh, Wynn? I think. Oh, his yeah. Yeah. Don Wynn. Don Wynn. Don Wynn is. A, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I think like, that's how you say it. That's how I don't Fed, either. Fedor says it. Fedor. Oh, <laughs> Fader. Um, yeah, Fader. <laughs> he posted a video of him profiling one of his blades, and he had sleeves on, and he was like doing it. And the comments, people were just being dickheads, like so bad oh. like y- your sleeves are gonna you, oh don't get your sleeves caught in your grinder grinding with sleeves is a bad idea i grind with sleeves gloves fucking anything i that shit drove me nuts i'm like do you know who you're talking to do you know how yeah. good he is like he can grind with sleeves if he wants to internet did people you know, 
Did you guys see uh, Honor's reel that he posted? Oh, yeah. About uh, the lathe. (laughs) No. Oh, so he intentionally like chucked the finger of his glove, like a nitrile, like a black nitrile glove into the lathe and then turned the lathe on. And it just ripped the finger off of the glove. And I was actually surprised. It actually held on a little bit longer than I thought it would. And yeah. it looked like, honestly, it did look a little sketch to me, but I still thought it was funny. But the funniest part was like at the very end of the reel, he leaves the chuck in it and turns it on and it like flips it into the camera or something. It was freaking hilarious. It was it was one of the rare moments where I'm scrolling through Instagram and I actually like start laughing out loud. It was great. Oh, man. One time Listen, I left it. One time I left, ahead, chuck, I left a chuck into the drill at work. I almost got fired. Like seriously, they, they, they didn't mess with that stuff. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it was kind of scary. And then another time, we had these big. Um, we call I don't I don't remember what they're called, but they have two wheels that spin like this, and you basically put a cylinder through it. Like we, I made these uh, diamond bits for oil drills oil drilling so it would have a diamond on one side and carbide on the other and they were always cylindrical and so you'd put it through this uh, machine that fed into it well a guy was like pushing it with his finger and there was like a little bit of that nitrile glove that was out and it sucked him right in didn't didn't hurt him but cut up his fingers pretty bad i mean like didn't hurt him as in he didn't get loose fingers but it cut up his fingers pretty bad like just that half a second. I think it kind of depends on what kind of what kind of gloves you have on, you know, like the nitro. Well, yeah. what machine you're and dealing that, with too, yeah. I think. But that job, everybody used ni- uh, nitro gloves because water was constantly coming through it. And um, that water was not your friend. If you got it in a cut, it would fester. Mm. You know, kind yeah. of how uh, um, our buddy Ira Housework was talking about how his slurry mm-hmm. bucket got him. Yeah, uh, kind of the same thing at work at work there. You you don't let that water hit you. Just gross. Yeah. Ugh. Our grinders are not lathes, though. It's a little different. You no. know, I mean, if you caught even if you caught your sleeve wrapped in the belt, it's just going to kick the belt off. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing they don't realize is the spinning mechanism isn't what you're touching right now. If 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 let's say the contact wheel was actually what was propelling, you know, the whole belt, that's a different story. Then you don't want anything next to it, but sleeves, you know, on a grinder, I mean, you might get sucked into the platen a little bit if you have a, a work rest, right. But nothing worse than that. And we've yeah. all touched, we've all touched a 36 going however fast they go. 26. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. They cut you right open. There's nothing oh, left yeah. of the tip of your finger. No, and half the time it it barely bleeds because it's like instant cauterization or at least a <laughs> couple times i've had it do it well maybe not on 36 but yeah on those on those higher grits it'll definitely burn you yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of heat produced in that process i haven't had a belt breakage since i changed out my gas strut awesome nice that is That's good so. news, man. I, I had a I had a time where I was breaking every other belt and I couldn't figure out what it was. I still don't know what it is. I think it was just kind of how I had that top wheel on my revolution. Just kind of every once in a while, I'll get belts that just don't want to track. 
and it mm. I just need to buy his tracking system. Back yeah, I just the, 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 um... the dual axis tracking is pretty solid. I, I put the uh, the Bex Armory one on my Revolution when I was running yeah. it, and I that almost solved that. that solved a lot of my tracking issues for sure. Yeah, that's what I've got on mine. Um, I primarily only use the back and forth. I never use the up and down. Yeah, well, and right now the like <laughs> I have to use the up and down most of the time because that's what I have. And so then I take like I'll just I don't loosen my my hell. Which way do you call this? The toe tracking? I don't know what the hell you call that axis. But the anyways, horizontal I, axis. I yeah, have no horizontal, idea. I like will put a wrench in there and like smack it while it's running. Totally not the safest thing, but hey, it gets me tracking. That's all I care about. <laughs> like, it's all right. If, I, if I, I had videos I of that, on people OSHA violations, out. yeah, people would flip out. What do you have for a grinder, Brigham? I have a Revolution. So oh, do I, you? I, I built that. Yep. Don't look at the welds on it. They're not the prettiest. But I welded. It held it. So. I, did, <laughs> I didn't even paint mine. Don't feel bad. Oh, That's I my haven't painted mine either. Man. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. I love it. Um, I, I do think I, I want to kind of upgrade some things. Like I'd like to get um, the new... Um, like the platen that he has that just came out or, or the, you know, I want to upgrade to version five now, but yeah, I'm going to be retiring mine soon yeah. and going with an Ameribraid. Awesome. That'll be awesome. I think for sure. A hundred percent. So well, by retiring, you mean selling it to somebody, right? I don't know if I'd ever sell that one. That was my first one. If I were going to sell one of my grinders. So if I buy an Amer, when I buy an Ameribraid, which will be soon, mm-hmm. I don't need three grinders. So I don't know. I'd probably sell the shredder. Dude, you could use three grinders. Like, like you could have one set up for 36 grit, one set up with your Trizac belts, another one set up with your Scotch Bright. Like if you have the room, you can use it. I was uh, thinking more along the lines of flat platen. <laughs> contact wheel surface grinder wheel. or surface or small, grinder yeah, yeah. oh like, yeah that geez you guys yeah oh, you know, like it... like the, the tools are good you can use even uh you know drill presses I, i've heard i think it was jeff say he could have if he could have six drill presses in a row with all different sizes he'd do it because that saves time so do you said is a good point because i have I have power plants for all three. Mm-hmm. So I've got a three horse, a two horse, and a one horse. I've used the one horse that works. You can make knives on it. No problem. Yeah. Get that one set up with a surface grinder because you don't really need speed control as much on a surface grinder, right? Just have it running all or nothing and then do like full speed one horsepower on the surface grinder because it's got such a small contact patch as well. So you don't need as much brunt behind it juice going passes back and forth there you go brigham are you interested in doing a little game of this or that yes i am i'm excited about it Ooh, here hold on i love you there we go shout out to the forge side boys here we go okay fast paced don't you dare be like our last guest and no, try and try and 
split the baby here. We're going one okay. or the other. Split the baby. <laughs> Noah, before you start, I thought you were going to have a meltdown on Jason Knight's episode. <laughs> You're like, like, this is... I could see it on your face. You're like, this is my hero, and he's not doing what I want. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't like force people to do what you want. But like, the point of the game is to like put people in uncomfortable situations where they have to pick one or the other. You know, like that's the point is to like do that. And he was like, nope, not having it. And I'm like, all right, well, all right, fair enough, I guess. That's a, that's what happens when you get a free mind like Jason Knight. Dude has the freest mind ever. He yeah, does. He's just you can't contain me in your question bubble. Uh, Get out of here. What do you call you, Noah B. Esquire? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Never been called that before. Uh, that was our most successful episode, actually. Oh, really? Congratulations! Nice. And you're gonna have another viewer because honestly, I haven't been able to listen to it because of all the traveling I've been doing. But I have it downloaded. It's it's. I'm still in the middle of Wolf River Forge. This episode. So oh, it was okay. it was also our most successful Instagram post on the Hustling Grind account. Wow. Congratulations. Because well, Jason uh was a collab he like now they let you link people as a collaborator. Cool. And it, as soon as he accepts it, it posts it on his end. And so it was like he's got a lot more people than we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, Obviously. if you have me as a collaborator, you might get two extra people because my mama she watches. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be funny if she did. No. Brigham, this or that. Yes. Are you ready? I am ready. Sauce on the side or sauce on the top? On top. Single edge Damascus time. or double edged mono steel? Did you just say single edge Damascus, double edged mono steel? Single edge yeah. Damascus. Would you rather attend a party or host a party? Probably host, because then I can invite who the F I want, which would be like two people. I like your thinking, man. Zoo or aquarium? Oh. Aquarium. My man. Smoked pork or brisket? Brisket. Din Djarin or Boba Fett? Din Djarin. K-Tip or Harpoon Point? Harpoon Point. Guacamole or salsa? Oh, dude, that's like the same thing. Um, no, it's really not. Salsa. It depends Pain. on what it's on, though. Like, ah, that's Pain. hard. Don't salsa. stop this. Stop it no, right salsa. now. Salsa. 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 <laughs> Painful, <laughs> truth. Painful truth or comforting lie? Painful truth. All right. There we go. That's it? That's all I got for you. Dang. Sorry, man. One that's more. all I got. No, just kidding. That stuff's fun. But the guacamole or salsa thing, that's like on on a burrito, guacamole every day. But on a taco, salsa. Because tacos can't contain the guacamole as well. See, to me, guacamole's a dip. So I only eat it with chips. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah, I'll put guacamole on anything. I love them both. I ain't going to lie. I'll dip a corn dog well, in all, guacamole. You know, all guacamole is is salsa in a freaking avocado. Not if you I make it the way that I do. How do you make it? Uh, I make it with avocados, 
So the simple version, the simple version is avocados and Cholula hot sauce. Oh, okay. Are you guys familiar with Cholula? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. a staple. Okay, good. Uh, that's my favorite hot sauce, and uh, there's a few different flavors, but I like the original and I like the green the most. Those are my two favorites. Um, although the Chipotle is a contender there too, because that one's really good. But if I'm just gonna make like simple guacamole, it'll just be avocados, Cholula, and like a little spritz of lime. That's it. Um, avocados, pico de gallo, a tiny little bit of garlic salt, and some lime. Yeah, seeing all pico is is uh, not like not wet salsa in my yeah. Opinion. It's that exactly pico's salsa base pretty much without yeah. the tomato shit. It's got tomatoes. Yeah, see, I don't like tomatoes. I don't like. See, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna willingly add something like a tomato to something beautiful like an avocado. Yeah. That's that's just silly in my mind. If you ever go on keto though, guacamole is your best friend. Because it makes Uh keto was the worst time of my life. Uh, it's not bad. It's not I'll probably bad. be back on it soon. I need to get on it. My doctor's getting mad at me because I haven't my I just can't health- handle that much eating. Uh, my well, health is like it's not great, and it's the only thing that I slack on. So it's like, well, it's it the most important thing, right? Like, right, we all right. need to be a little bit healthier. And I'm know. like, I'm fucking chugging sodas and <laughs> like eating fucking oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> I need to worry about my health. I haven't had a cigarette since last week, so That's I've been awesome. off the wow. I've been off the off patch. The nicotine? For like, yeah, I've been off the patch for like four days. So that's good. Keep it up. Four man. days, nicotine free. I have no issue quitting smoking. It's I'm one of the weird ones. Uh, every time I've worn the patch for two or three days, I'm done. That's it. I'm just going to pop but, in another Zinsky. I, I don't know how you guys afford it, to be honest. To be honest, like cigarettes, they're so expensive. I mean, it's like, what, eight bucks a pack or something stupid like that. Here they're they 10. They're 10. See, like, I don't know how you guys afford it. And then. You live in Maine or, you know, Washington or Utah where it snows and all my friends are outside all huddled like next to a trash can smoking and when it's a blizzard. I'm like, I I don't know how you guys do it. I, I would quit that day. I'd but. smoke $5 worth of cigarettes on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts, man. <clears throat> but you're going to be I rich only- now. I only started smoking again as a science experiment because of my gout. And then, oh, yeah, I heard so, it does help with gout, doesn't it? Did it, it? It did. It did. It did. Like a lot. <laughs> and so but now, why? We don't know. Doctor doesn't know. I see a specialist in everything. I see a rheumatologist. And she was like, I don't know. It's fucking weird. And I was like, Hello, you went to college. I make knives and fix junk. <laughs> what the well, hell? Here's the thing. So because cigarettes have been labeled as evil, there's no research that's being done into them. And keep in mind, this is coming from a very stupid person, me. So the listeners can can take this with whatever grain of salt they want. Uh, But there's no research done on nicotine in the mainstream, at least, because it's seen as a bad thing. But nicotine itself can actually be a beneficial substance. Uh, Yeah. other things that are in cigarettes that are insanely bad for you, obviously not helpful, but uh, the health benefits of nicotine itself have been seen 
in limited studies because everything well, is limited in that regard. And they know tobacco itself is medicinal. Like if you had a big old bruise on yourself, you'd wrap it in, in a big tobacco leaf and it'll suck the bruise right out of you. So um, there's a lot of benefits to it, but I don't know. My, my grandma died of emphysema. So I'm kind of not a, not a fan I, of cigarettes, but it's like a love hate relationship with me because I, I am one of them weird people that can stop smoking whenever. And like, it was really only miserable for two days. And I'm like, fuck this. Cause you're breaking a routine, you know, like every mm-hmm. time I get in my car, I'd light a cigarette. Every time I'd finish a meal, I'd have a cigarette. So, and, but, uh, it does help with the gout, but I'm like hoping that now that I've quit, if I can lose a bunch of weight, because mostly gout is because I'm fat and I eat like not good food for gout. I love steak, man. Fatty steak with mushrooms on top. Is that bad for gout? Both of them. See, my kid has something where they were worried about his gout levels um, or his, I don't know what it is, the acidic levels that he had. Uric acid. Uric acid, that's right. Um, they put them on some barberine or something like that. It's just a natural supplement that's supposed to help with that. And so he's supposed to go back and see. But, you know, we're both on the chubby side. He looks a lot like me, except for taller and stronger now. <laughs> um, I think my issue is hydration. Mm-hmm. I think because I'll, like, just go psycho and drink soda nonstop for, like, a fucking five months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, no, but so yeah, I no. also have my water. I've been sipping all my water. I think it, I, I mean, you're right. I think a lot of our health issues have to do with we don't drink water because water tastes like crap. But um, one time I, I have stomach issues like where I, I was put in the hospital once because I have diverticulitis. Five days I could not have anything, not even water. Like they'd bring me a little sponge and I could put it on my lips, but it could not drink anything. And I love, I've loved water ever since, like at least most of the time in Georgia though, their water tastes horrible. I don't know what it was, but fish fucking it. That's true. That's true. They shit in it too. It's gross. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There's nothing, there's nothing better on a hot day. You've been working outside and it's like a hundred degrees out and you just grab like a, you don't want cold water because cold, cold water can kill you. But like a nice room temperature water and you pound it. Mm, I still drink cold water though. This has ice in it. I like cold water, but I hate hot water. Hot water is horrible. I have two gallon jugs that sit on my microwave at work and I just drink water all day long. I probably drink between a half and a full gallon of water a day. That's super good. No, it doesn't have gout. No, it does not have gout. Goutless. I have plenty of other issues, but not gout. Mm. Who does? It's weird now. I've had it for so long, and like my flares have been so severe in the past. I can spot like I'll get this like weird metallic taste in my mouth for like a week before I have a flare. Like um, it's given me vertigo before. Like weird, interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder what that is. That's interesting. Well, it's in your blood, so the yeah. the crystals can accumulate anywhere in your body 
most of the time they accumulate in the joints of your feet because you're standing all day and that's, you know, blood pools in your feet. Hmm. But do Um, you want to talk about knives for a second? Sure. Yeah, we kind of went off the rails here. (laughs) Yeah, we did. (laughs) Knives. Brigham. I mean, well, we guess you're even traveling. Ryan, what uh, what knives have you been working on lately? Dude, I'm so behind. I'm so behind. I know. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. What, well, what have you been working on? Why are you behind? I've, wor- I've got 36 cleavers to make, and then I've got... I've, mini ones? I, yeah, mini-ish. They're like seven and a quarter inch long, seven and a half. Um, I've got, I've still got to get the raffle knife done from Neil Warren. Oh, I've still, I owe Jamie Blow a knife. I owe Jeremy Volleyball a knife, which his is, his is ready for the handle. That's no big deal. Um, I'm just fucking behind I'm like orders and everything. Sorry. Is, I do have one that I I, I'm working on right now. Ooh, that's sexy. Yeah, Yeah, it has some uh, voodoo scales on it with glow-in-the-dark pins. I don't know if you can see those. Yeah. The handle's supposed to glow-in-the-dark, too, but it, uh, it, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I I got a black light that I can shine on it, but it just is kind of duller because I wanted black and gray on it. Um, And then I got some B-cone carbon on this this, uh, orange or orange line knife Mm, mm -hmm. um, with glow-in-the-dark pins that too is that that copper carbon that he's got nope nope this is just the regular i think just the x-forge what you're seeing is those uh orange orange pins but that's what has a greenish tint to it is that just the camera it's probably just the camera okay all right i guess i I thought that stuff was pretty straight let's circle back i'm not direly behind I'm just behind enough to annoy myself and no excuses. I mean, life happens sometimes. I haven't missed any deadlines. I'm just annoyed. I know that feeling. My shop is a mess and I'm like, uh, uh, I got to finish this, but I got to clean this. And I got, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I just need to, I just need to slow down a bit and just, chill that was that was so yeah so saturday morning i was actually uh i I was dming ryan because i was kind of in the same boat and uh i had to glue up some scales because i was like i need to get these i need to get these steak knives done and ryan's like well when's your deadline i was like oh i don't have a deadline i just need to get them done (laughs) like my brain needs me to get these done so that i can have them off of my plate that's the only reason like my most of my customers are super chill i had one one knife that I got out recently that was an impatient customer for like, I mean, that's a huge rarity for me. Most of my customers are super chill. Uh, it's just the pressure that I put on myself to like get them done and get them out the door. That stresses that- me out so bad when a customer's impatient. Yeah, I'm like, same. Like, calm down. I'm like, because if, if you start stressing about it, you're going to fuck the blade up. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that. They're just looking at it like, you know. Well, they Give think you just night. throw it, throw it in a machine, and it pops out, right? Like they don't know. Yeah. What so was that steak that you were cutting up in that at, at um, real? Was that an elk steak? Oh no, no, that was just no. a beef steak. It was a. Uh, it looked pretty lean. 
Looks good. Uh, it was actually, yeah. There's some sirloins. Uh, there's a ranch a couple hours north of us up in Tenasket. We got, uh, I think, about a quarter of a cow. I think we got from them. I like to I like to buy my meat locally and in bulk if possible. If I don't have deer or elk in the freezer, which lately I've been a really terrible hunter, so there's been beef in my freezer. I see deer, Not, but I don't shoot them. I don't know why. It's stupid. I of see me. them at the wrong time of year. Yeah, I don't know. For me, like ever since I started bow hunting, it's like this this weird thing where like I see an animal and it's like, yeah, I could shoot it, but it doesn't it doesn't feel right, you know. You you just keep doing your thing, you know. I don't know why. Like I I'm like way more like choosy. Like I just have to like feel like the situation is is perfect for me to actually take a shot. Like well, that, yeah, I'm out there to get meat, but at the same time, it's like I'm out there to be out outside you know i want to i want to be out in the mountains like that's that's a lot of it for me i feel guilty when i shoot stuff i feel bad i feel bad too but at the same time filling up the freezer is a good thing you know we could always need more need more meat because if crap goes downhill you know that's meat that's in the fridge for us so yeah the deer back around my house mr vernon saw his first deer last night (laughs) oh yeah how did that go he just stood there and went (laughs) (laughs) oh it's it's hard to get a picture of him or like any video of him he's just he's so big he's like bigger than georgia now doesn't stop growing eats more than both of them and he's just fucking nonstop. Foof, foof, one side of the house to the other, outside around the yard. Oh yeah, he's nuts. He's a fucking riot. Nice. That's it's awesome. Nice to have puppies. Yeah, Mr. Bird Dog. He's a good boy. No more accidents in the house. He's he listens. We just nice. had good. to do a max exodus and make kennels for our dogs because. We're, we're sick of all the dogs in the house because I have my beagle. It does not get along with the other dogs. We'll full on just go attack them. And then mm-hmm. um, my other dog puts it in its place. But, you know, prying them apart, one of them always gets cut up or I get bit. And so mm-hmm. we've been like just separating them for a long time. We finally got sick of it because it's just a, such a pain. So now they all live outside in the kennels and we let, bring them in at night, and let them sleep inside. But just i mean they're not in the kennels all day long like one of them gets a turn for a few hours in the yard and then let the other one out but we have three dogs right now too so it's crazy yeah we've got three and uh verns he's a handful in his in himself and he's just like he don't give a shit he has no personal space like whatsoever (laughs) you know what i mean like you'll be laying on the couch and he'll just step on your nuts (laughs) <laughs> like while he's walking over you, he's just like, fucking steps on you. I'm like, oh, dude. Every dog, man. I've never had a dog that like watched where it put its paws. In fact, I had mm-hmm. one dog that would always come sit on my foot. Like did not want to sit next to me, wanted to sit on my foot every time. That's the way my dog is. He wants to be so close to me that he, he yeah. has to like be in physical contact with me because he loves me so much. He will follow me through every room in the house because he just wants to see where I'm going, what I'm doing. And we're talking about a hundred pound black lab. So it's not like a small, small thing moving around. This is this mm-hmm. giant black thing with a very destructive tail 
just following me around. Those tails hurt too, man. Like, oh yeah. That's why one of my dogs, it has a bobtail. I didn't do it, but it just came that way. And it's nice because it sits there and wiggles <laughs> and it's fast and it doesn't hurt, <laughs> you know? But it's kind of fun. I love dogs. They're, uh, I don't know. It's nice to have something that loves you more than it loves itself. So mm, it's yeah, for no fun. reason at all. Like they don't yeah. have to love you. You give it food. That's why. That's why. I think. I don't know. Well, guys, do we want to uh, do we want to hear who's sponsoring this dog talk? Sure, sure. We will do a knife related episode at some point, I promise. We'll talk about knives. Yeah. I mean, fire and steel doesn't always talk about fire and steel. We don't don't always we don't always talk about hustling and grinding. Or grinding hustlers, which is probably good. Mm-hmm. Don't don't bring Brian House into this. <laughs> oh, that's a good play on words because he sells grinders, so he's a grinding hustler. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm I'm anxious before we play these ads. I'm anxious to see what his million dollar idea is. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. Looking and forward we'll to see that. who steals it. Just kidding. Oh, we all know who's gonna steal it, but. I like I'm just like now that he said it and it's like it's something that everybody everybody needs and I'm like what do we all need? Like, Underwear. <laughs> like trying to <laughs> What do we all need? A spark resistant shirt. Like a t-shirt flannel. that won't like, burn. Dixon flannel has that. Oh. Um anyways, liquid dopamine? You could just drink. I, I I would like that. Hmm. Hmm. You just like put a couple of drops of dopamine in your beverage before you, you drink you'd, it. You'd build up a resistance to it, though. Then you'd never feel dopamine. I don't know. I'm anxious to see what he does because I love everything he does, and like he's like a like a weird savant type dude, and and I think that's super cool. So I'm interested to see what it is. Well, and what I like, especially like you look at this Apollo Forge, it's stupid simple. Like, I know it took him a while to fab up and design, but for a dumbass like me to be able to put it together pretty easily, um, you know, it's super simple. And why people are, you know, building, like I, I have a friend that built a forge a few months ago and they cast all the refractory in on, on like this weird swoopy angle so that they could create the swirl where it's like all they needed to do is make a box and freaking the thing's going to swirl itself. Like the flame is going to swirl itself. It doesn't need any anything extra. And I don't know. Well, I think a lot of that like is that. like you're saying, like just down to the R&D that he did. I mean, he did so much trial and error. I mean, I was watching all of his reels when he was going through all of the, the build process of that Apollo, I mean, he tried lots of different things. He, at one point he did cast like a little swoopy thing at the top to try and get it to swirl. And, you know, and then he tried, you know, different angles and all different kinds of stuff. And I mean, the, the fact that the finished product is as simple as it is, I think is super intentional, obviously. Um, 
because he wanted that, you know, wanted somebody to be able to just throw it together. And I mean, it just looks like the absolute best forge you could possibly get. Like he also has some of the best marketing social media strategy in the game. Like if a lot of guys were smart, we'd all be copying Brian house's social media strategy of documenting the, that process, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and in a way that's engaging to everybody, not, not in a way that seems like a corporate technical video that they'd make you watch when you started a job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it, it, he's, he excels at that too. Like, uh, Brian Cohn excels his ability to network is like out off the charts. You know, we all excel at our own things. Like Noah and I have an ability to overthink stuff like nobody else, <laughs> both of us. It's my super skill. Yeah. Gotta have a super yeah. skill. Yeah. I tried I, that I, this week. I, I tried that this week. I, I was, I went through and I kind of like showed like the whole process of like, like uh, if you, if somebody wants to, they can go through and they can look at my reels. I pretty much documented almost every part of the process of this batch of steak knives. And a lot of that was because I've never done a batch of eight where everything had to all be the same. So I was coming up with kind of new ideas and new ways to do it to where all the pins are in the same location, all the logos are in all the same location. And like, it was kind of a different process for me. So I just kind of documented it all and just made like a series of reels as I was doing it. And it worked out. I don't, I don't think any one of the reels got more than like two or 300 views. So it's fine. Well, it's kind of weird too. Cause it's like, you know, and they, they talk about that a lot, or a lot of people talk about it, but I've heard Brian talk about where I, if he thinks a reel is going to do really well, it sucks. But then he documents the stupidest thing that he's doing, and it gets a million views. And I, I've had, I have a video that has over a million views, and it's like kind of a poorly shot thing of me spraying foam underneath a tube with, or a, <laughs> uh, uh, not a tube, a uh, pool, and... I don't know why it has a million views and I've done other ones like that, that haven't been near as successful um, with better music too. So I don't know. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. All the weird. ones I've done that were like the most production and like I put the most thought and time into sucked as far as like viewership. But uh, let me play some ads here. Yeah. We're all going off on tangents. We got the three musketeers in the house. Shout out to Lawrence Lake at Maritime Knife Supply. Do not message Lawrence Lake and ask him for a discount. We should all be begging to pay more. He's the man. And he pretty much sponsors all of us because he is a staple in the knife making community. Absolutely. I saw him on a post earlier say that people message him asking about discounts all the time. Actually, I might be I might be one of those people. If I am one of those people, I am sorry, Lawrence. Well, you know, he's kind of one of those people that I don't I don't want to do a discount for because he sent me money for Christmas for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> you know, that was freaking awesome. What what other company did that? You know what I mean? He's just he's amazing. I think I did ask him if he could help me get one of those respirators cheaper. And if that offended you, Lawrence, I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you for taking me out to lunch. Play the Here's damn ad. Here. Yep. Hustle and Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, 
handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. You're the best. He does it. That's a great. That's a great read. I thought about trying to do a read, like you sent me one of the reads, and I I never had time to sit down and record one. Luke's the man. We'll send him a script, and he'll send us back like different accents and like all kinds of stuff. That's cool. Like, I don't have very many accents. Uh, we got the Patreon Kermit, the Patreon Liverpool. He did Australia, Irish. Uh, one of his Irish ones was freaking hilarious. I can't remember. He did, I think he did a, a he did a few of them. They're all great. But why don't we just but, knock uh, out this other ad right here? We've been kind of flaky on this show. I apologize, everybody. Uh, we'll just let's knock do that. out the. Then I got somebody I want to shout out. So go ahead and do that. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. I love, I love it. Every day. Every day. <laughs> um, so, so I had a question about those gator belts and, and Trizac belts and stuff like that. I was told you can't run water on one of the brands. Is that – do you know if that's true? I don't know. I don't have a misting system because I make a big enough mess by myself as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't dry my blades off before I stick them on there. I mean I've gotten water yeah. on them before. I've never run them wet though. See, I run a misting system and I have noticed like on some of the belts, I think that's why I was getting those breaking issues was it was a certain band of brand of belt just didn't like the water on it. Um, but were they breaking at the glue seam? Yeah. 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 It could be then. Um, I haven't had an issue. Um, I haven't used my mister in a while. Actually. Um, I used to, um, I use it honestly. the The best use of my mister now is on my <clears throat> on my saw, uh, my freaking swag stand with the porta band. Uh, really? If I'm chopping up steel, uh, it's a really good use of that mister to keep that. I mean, because those those the saw blades on those just do not last very long if you get any heat in them at, at all. So I like to have that mister on there and it makes those saw blades last a lot longer for cutting steel. Um, I need to get one yeah. of the swag table with the, the I've just got the band. cheap one. I've just got the cheap yeah. one that clamps into a vice. And mm-hmm. the reason I did is because I didn't want to have something that was going to take up room on my bench. Um, or something that I had to have like underneath the bench and then pick it up every single time I needed to use it. So I just took a cheap vice, stuck it kind of on the corner and that way it's hanging off the edge of the corner of my bench and it's out of the way and I can always have it there set up. 
The only thing I don't like about the swag stand is that you have to take the saw off of the table to change out the blade, which kind of sucks because the way that I had it hung before, I had my own little work rest plate that I had fabbed up with a little slit cut in it, and then I drilled and countersunk the holes for the, the bolts to bolt it down. And that way I could just pull it straight off whenever I needed to change out the, the blade, but you can't do that on the swag ones. So that's the only thing I don't like about it. But other than that, it's great. It's get a lot wider surface for me to finagle stuff on than, uh, than what I had previously. But well, right now I just have a craftsman, like little nine inch bandsaw and that thing sucks. Like it just can't cut, it bogs it down. It can't cut it. I can't definitely can't cut steel on it. I'm still using my angle grinder and part of the angle grinding community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can get a lot more precise cuts with the board band. It, it, it doesn't, you can't curve very well with it, but if you just pay attention to where your blade is going to be going, you can make some minor adjustments, some slight curves and things like that. And it does pretty good. I've gotten into some pretty tight locations with it that uh, you probably shouldn't have been able to, but I yeah. have a little nine inch it's it's probably just like your craftsman one and it's a piece Mm -hmm. of shit i i barely cut liner material on it oh yeah like if i yeah that's that's kind of how mine is and it like i can't cut a straight line with it unless i'm doing liner material anything thicker like try like the uh my carta that you sent me no (laughs) it just does not happen you know what i mean uh, yeah, I've been thinking about getting a tile saw. Have you guys used that? Especially because of the, like the carbon fiber I've been using from B-Cone. Um, I got five knives that I'm going to do with that soon. And I hear cutting on the tile saw is better for the for the carbon fiber. I bet I've it never would used be. one. Uh, I bet it would be for any synthetic material. I mean, it's made to cut concrete and ceramic. So cutting fiberglass should be no problem. Fiberglass carbon fiber all that shit my carta that actually reminds me what you're saying about liner material so a couple shows back we were talking about paper cutters this actually might have been on the after show that we were talking about it but we were talking about paper cutters and how most of us have paper cutters that were used for cutting sandpaper into strips for doing hand sanding and stuff and ryan brought up the fact that he cuts liner material on his paper cutter and I couldn't really believe that at first. I cut up liners for eight knives in about a minute, maybe less. Wow. With, zips right like, through it. It's like you got to give it the beans. Like you have to like mean it. You don't, you can't just like, oh, I'm gonna slowly cut through this. You're like, no, I'm gonna wham, just like slap that thing in there. But it cuts it and because you've got like that guidelines, you don't have to like trace out your scales. Like, Oh, I need it like uh one in seven eighths. Okay. And then like, cause that's what I used to do is I would, you know, draw it out with like a Sharpie or something based on the size of my scales. And then I would glue the liner to the scales. Well, this, I just two inch by six inch. If the scales are slightly smaller than that, then I just got some overhang to grind off. No big deal. And it literally took me, I mean, nothing, no time at all. It was so insanely fast. Ryan, thank you. You're that welcome. That's a huge, Good huge tip. tip. That is so much faster. So well, much and I faster. I got one from like the 1940s that my oh, so you know parents had. So, so it's going to be 
It's going to be solid, man. I actually thought about taking it apart and making a knife out of it because it's don't do that. So cool, but don't do that. Yeah, I'll use it for my, that. My neighbor that gives me all the cool shit, mm-hmm. like the guy I got that block of my cart off of, he has a shear in his garage that I would love to get my hands on. It'll Ooh. shear up to quarter inch plate. No, that's awesome. Fucking honk. That would it's be probably, so cool. It's probably from the forties. He gave me that's a awesome. bearing induction heater the other day. Ooh, like an induction yeah. machine. It's an induction machine, but it's got these bars you put over the posts. Mm-hmm. So you got two contacts, one on each side. The bar meets that, and you just put a bearing over the bar, and it hit, the bearing like slowly rotates and heats up, and oh. it fucking. And then they yeah, used it I'm, in the mill. I'm I don't excited know to see what you do with that. I don't know, man. I'm afraid to plug it in. It hasn't been used since the 80s. <laughs> but oh, that'll I, be interesting. In one of my old jobs, I used to use an induction machine every day. Um, we would use it to heat up those diamond cutters I was talking about. We would mm-hmm. make bearings out of them. So, so my job was to make the bearing and then stick all these things with um, some braids in it. And we'd put it like on an induction machine that turned around and it would have the coil around the outside and the inside and heat the damn thing up hot enough for that braise to melt and for it, those little inserts to stick in. Um, I kind of wish they like at the time they kind of broke a couple, but wouldn't have taken much to fix them. And if I would have known what I had, then I would have taken them home and fixed them. You know, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, eh, what would I use that for? I wasn't into knife making or anything then. Right. So. I'm I'm wondering because the bearing sits over the rod that connects the two posts. In the newer ones, the modern ones, it's just the two posts that go to a coil. What are those coils made of? They just solid copper. They're solid copper, and they usually have water running through it, so it cools it down. Um. So I imagine you could probably take those and, you know, run it through it. But I don't I don't know how that really works. I bet there's a video out there, though, on converting one into a into a regular induction machine. Yeah, I was going to take it to work and plug it in there so I don't have to pay the light bill on it. (laughs) See what because that's where all the bearings are, too. But if there was a way to heat up a blade or a piece of bar stock with it. That'd be ideal. Well, and it, but it might not be good for you because of how expensive freaking electricity is up there. It's true. So, yeah. But. Well, I wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, to somebody. Um, you guys probably both know him. Uh, Will from Maine, Spruce Hill Studios Spruce on Instagram. Hills. He's a good dude. So I didn't realize the dude only has like 300 and something followers on Instagram. And it is more. I think that's a freaking crime. Um, I've been using the hell out of this scribe that I got from him and he 3d prints these scribes. And if anybody doesn't know, just go to Spruce Hill studios on Instagram and check out these 3d printed scribes that he makes. And as part of this batch that I've been doing, uh, not only did I use it to center line to scribe the center lines on all of my blanks, but I also needed. So I started off with these big fat uh, scales that I got from 
uh, Ryan Moeller, shout out to him as well. They're making steak knives. Like they don't need to be three eighths thick. You know, they're like freaking huge fat scales, but like I needed to take them down. So I used that center scribe to just go around and scribe the whole outside of the, the, the handle material after I had like shaped the sides in. And that way I had that perfect, you know, line all the way around so I could just shave just straight shave off, you know, a quarter inch off the outside of it so that I was starting from the width that I wanted the knife to be the handle to be on the knife. And then after I did that, I boosted it up a little bit and then scribed it again. And so then I had my angle. So for my top angle, if I'm just taking a 45 degree angle cut off the the top to get my, I don't know what you call it, your relief or whatever. If you do, a lot of people will draw lines on their handle material as they're going to shape a knife, just to give reference points of how much material they're taking away and, and all that. I this do. is a super easy way to do it without putting ink on your scales or, I mean, not that that's that big of a deal. It's all getting ground off, but like it's perfectly even all the way around and it just scribes right into that stabilized wood perfectly. And it's this nice little line for me to follow. And it was just so, a great reference point to, to use. Is it a carbide tip? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here's the thing. You can also put a pen in it or a pencil. Um, I know a lot of people use the, those Pika pencils. I don't know if you could fit it in the hole that's in the, the 3d printed portion of it. But anyways, you could put whatever you wanted in there. If you wanted to scribe pencil lines, do that. Um, but it's, it's way more versatile than I thought it was going to be. And I've been using the hell out of it in my shop. So, um, Spruce Hill studios on Instagram, again, go follow him, go check out the stuff. I don't know if he's actually selling those yet. I know he, he should was be kind of prototyping it, but I've got on a lot of people interested in them. Will, if you're listening, they're good enough, dude. Start selling them. You need to buy a bigger printer. <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy more printers. Um, yeah, there you Spruce. go. Spruce.hill.studios. Studio. Appreciate no that. S. No S. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. I always take studios. come from Maine. I don't know if you guys knew that. I've never I've, even I've heard, heard of that, that place. <laughs> it's in Canada, right? No, Almost. <laughs> I'm just well, Ryan, do uh, do we want to do a, a quick shout out of our patrons? We got a lot of people oh. supporting us over on Patreon. Maybe yes, we should we give do. them all a quick shout out. And we've been very bad about it, and I apologize. Um, we got a lot. We're trying to squeeze in. I hear voices. Yeah, I hear voices all the time too. They talk to you too. Yeah. I, All right. I think I have my own personal set. This is this list is going from newest to oldest. So we've got Jeremy of 419 Forging, Ryan Moeller, Alexander Sloat of Devlin Forge, Brian Hunt of Hidden Rose Forge, Will from Maine, Spruce.Hill.Studio, B. Cone, Jared Weaver at Weaver's Custom Metalworks. His Instagram is Master Metal Manipulation. Maximus Knives, Ira Housewert, Ed Soul, Timber Tiger Forge, Darren at Stormlight Forge, Snake Branch Knifeworks, Bremner Built Knives, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Echo Blades, that's Jared, Brian Henningkamp at Tortuga Blades, Crafty Man Forge, Noah Bloomberg, Driver Defense Knives, 
Maritime Knife Supply. Zachary Sowell of Pater Nostri Fabrica. Troxclair Custom Cutlery. Dennis Tyrell of Tyrell Knifeworks. Todd Harrington. BexArmory.com. Mark Vanderwerf. Mark LeBlanc. Our short fat friend Brigham Kendall. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Aru Bladeworks. KnifeMaterial.at. Donnie Dulovich. Hustling Grind Podcast. Okay, we sponsor ourselves. And <laughs> Joey Atalano. I think the only person I don't know on that list is Snake Branch Knives, and I can't find their Instagram. Uh, let me scroll back up. But everybody on that list is pretty dang cool, honestly. Like Does- they're good members of the community. So I think his Dustin Sandifer. Or maybe it's Dust on Sandifier. <laughs> okay. I don't think I know him either. Wait a minute. Well, if you're listening, sir, shoot uh, shoot us a DM. We'll give you a, a proper shout out. And uh, if you want to, you can submit questions for our patron-only after show. Um, so this week we actually have a question that we're going to be discussing in this week's after show from uh, Ryan. Do you remember? It was uh, Aaron at Stormlight Forge. Stormlight Forge That's right. Yeah. And his and question, question is: What wax and or oils do we use on our handles and blades? Blades, blades. All right. That's a great so, question. If you want to be in that list of amazing people and you also want to listen to the after show where we answer that question, you can go to patreon.com slash hustling grind podcast. And uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can listen to our after show. Yeah. And we would love you for it. And also receive our undying love and affection. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, you, you hit that little, that little button, you know, when you hit that button, someone will die, but you will also get more great content. Who's dying? I don't know, but apparently, I mean, you just hit that button, and I mean, that's what I that, thought angels got their wings or something like, oh, 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 that's what that means. <laughs> Holy crap. Schrodinger's button. Dude, you just blew <laughs> my mind. Uh, like, so when, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Did we just go into the rabbit hole? Wow. Are are you all right, Brigham? I thought that, that like, wow. I've just never realized that an angel gets their wings. That means somebody died. (laughs) How did I not realize this? I was today years old. Yeah. We got the gif of the guy's brain exploding with the fireworks and everything going. Dude. Like I can even, my, my, yeah, it, it blew my mind. Like, I could feel it go down my face, and it was gross. <laughs> totally uh, pulled. Totally All pulled. right. Well, well uh, is there anything else we want to get on this episode before we move over to the after show? Mm, no, oh, we, didn't play, we didn't play Florida Man. Oh, no. Florida Man. I want to play. I want to play. Okay. I was so, just in Georgia, which is close to Florida. 
In fact, I was in Warner Robins, which is by where Jason lives, and I messaged him, and he didn't message me back. Punk. Uh, that is that is where Jason lives. Is yeah. Warner Robins? Dude, they got a Bucky's there. Have you guys ever been to Bucky's? No. no. It's What's like Bucky's? the biggest gas station I've ever seen in my life. It's like if they took a Cabela's or a Bass Pro Shops and then installed a hundred gas pumps and then took out <laughs> all, the, all the cool shit, like like the the um, dead animals, the taxidermy. They took all that out. Then that'd be like a Bucky's, but they have food hmm. too. So it's in, it was interesting. Is it good? Is it good food? Uh, you know, it wasn't bad. I got a brisket sandwich because, again, brisket's Ooh. better than pork to me. <laughs> um, and it was good. It was pretty good. It was like eight bucks. They're sitting there chopping it up right in front of you. It was, wasn't bad. Dang. Like for gas station food, it was excellent. That does sound pretty fancy for a gas station. So, yeah, okay. So before we play Florida Man, you're Oops. a listener, Brigham. So I have to I ask you, when when you are listening to the Hustle and Grand podcast and either fake news or Florida man comes on, what would you say your track record is? Like, how good are you at guessing? Oh, uh, I'm probably like in the forties, fifties, maybe. Um, it's kind of so hard not, though, because some not of as them bad as Ryan. So, not maybe probably a little bit better. <laughs> little bit I gotta better. get them wrong though, because if I got everyone right, people would think it was rigged. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, no, I, so here's the thing, listeners, like it is fairly often where I'll get a submission or I'll see something on the internet and I will want so badly to send Ryan a message that says, Hey man, wouldn't this make a great Florida man? Or, Hey, is this too far to read on the show or something like that? But I can't, I can't do that because it has to be genuine. You know, we have to actually get Ryan guessing on the show. So I have to make all these determinations for myself. And it's a it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it. So you can bounce, find somebody else to bounce them off of. I'll bounce. I'm not a, bounce them off me. Yeah, I'm not a very good work podcast boss, anyways. Because you're like, how do you think about <laughs> this? And I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Yep. The the one the one thing that I can always count on Ryan is uh, I I have a very hard time. And this has actually affected my work a lot lately is I have a very hard time understanding where like certain lines are. And so I'll start going off on a tangent or something like that. And then every once in a while, I'll I'll look down at the computer and Ryan will be giving me this look. And I know that whenever I see the look from Ryan, I need to either like rein it back in or just kind of like maybe be a little careful about what I'm about to say, because there's this very, uh, there's this very distinct look that Ryan gives me on occasion where it's like, Oh, okay. All right. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. I, I know where I need to stop here. <laughs> it's like the, the wife look like they're knock it off. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's along those same lines. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's a little different. Yeah. Actually, maybe, maybe in the, uh, in the after show, cause we talked a little bit about some of the, uh, Mr. Vernon works. Sh- oh yeah. We can see the pooch. Yeah, so if you're not watching on YouTube, Mr. Vernon is now sitting like a good boy. Yes, he is. And and alerting. <laughs> oh, he looks so happy. Okay, anyways, sorry, we gotta get back to this. Um <clears throat> we get distracted Georgia. so easily. Hey, it's Georgia knocks should knock it is on that my Georgia door. Georgia or, or Mr. That's, Vernon? That's Georgia. Oh, oh that's okay. Georgia. My bad. She got a booger on her face. Give me that booger. 
So I actually made it pretty hard on myself because normally when I when I write out these these questions or these these scenarios, I, I I have to go through and I delete all of the names of places uh, just so that I don't accidentally read them out on air because that has happened before. Um, so I'm going to read these fairly slowly because it looks like I didn't actually do that very well um, this time. Okay. So I'm going to do my best. Okay. <clears throat> Our first story. Oh, and this is uh, this is where in the world is Florida Man. So these are all true stories, and you are going to be guessing whether or not this was committed by a true Florida man or someone else. We begin. A man wanted to warn U.S. officials about an impending battle between dragons and aliens when he stole a truck Friday and tried to force his way onto a military base. Mr. Johnson claimed that President Biden told him to steal the vehicle and authorized him to get on base and issued this warning about an upcoming battle between, quote, Chinese dragons and, quote, U.S. aliens, according to local media reports. Do you believe this man, who was under the impression that President Biden told him to steal a pickup truck and warn about an impending battle, was a Florida man or someone else? Um, <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so I'm gonna one. go. I'm gonna go not Florida, and because most people in Florida wouldn't call him President Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. They they'd say Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon yeah. told him to. That's that's where I'm going with that one. But whatever okay. he was high on, that must have been. Some good stuff. <laughs> Ryan, what are you thinking? Uh, I'll go Florida. Just Any particular reason? Dragons. <laughs> dragons. Chinese dragons with that. Yeah. Chinese dragons. Not, not those Russian dragons on Harry Potter. It's going to get a little weird here. Two dragons. Two dragons. All right. Uh, Final answer, we got one Florida and one not Florida. Yep. Final answer, both of you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Florida, man. All right. Oh, dang it. Sorry, Brigham. I want to know where in Florida. Uh, base. Hmm. It was, I, I, I think it was a, a – I don't know they actually had one of these, but it, it was like the Space Force. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So oh, I think it's – I should have thought about that. Yeah, it. I, I well, I, I cut out the part where it said Space Force and what was it Cape Cape, Cape something Canaveral. where they have all. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyways, I guess it's there. So, wow. Yes, absolutely, Florida man. Space. All right. <laughs> Aliens and dragons. Good job, Ryan. You got one. He did. Oh. You're right. I didn't even think about that. That's amazing. He's muted all now. Right. Next one up. Here we go. Now I got a co-host. I got one. Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Man with suspended license drives 100 miles per hour with three kids in the back to get girlfriend to Taco Bell job interview. Oh my Jevon gosh. Pierre Jackson, 22, was driving along Blank Road near this area, near this town, a 40 mile per hour zone when he began swerving in and out of traffic at high speeds in a black Mercedes, according to an affidavit. Do you believe that this man who was weaving in and out of traffic at 100 miles an hour to get his girlfriend to a Taco Bell interview was a Florida man or someone else? 
That's a good one. That could be I'm going to go with three kids in the back, too. Three kids. Yeah. Javon. I, hmm. When I lived in Florida, one of my best friends was named Javon. Javon Gators. Wow. That was his real I, name. I've never actually heard the name Javon before. So, yeah. So maybe I'm going to go to Flo- Florida based off of Javon. Hopefully, it's not the same dude. I don't think it is. <laughs> Ryan, what are you thinking? I'm going to go with Florida, but I'm very preoccupied because I'm like worried now. My dog is in frame. Georgia, uh-huh. say hi to the world. Hi, Georgia. She, she's cleaning her back. Some people might say she has fleas. And that she's that would a flea be terrible. bag dog. She does that. not have fleas. I spend lots of money making sure my animals. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up, Ryan. Um, Sorry. I've, so, I quit so, smoking. I'm all weird. <laughs> no chill. Uh, all right. No. So both of you guys are going Florida on this one? Yep. Good job, boys. Yeah, that's yes. absolutely Florida, man. Awesome. Ryan, this is the best you've ever done. Two right in a I row. Know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that one is courtesy of David from OLC Knives. So thank you very much for your submissions, sir. Sir. Sure. 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 All right. Here we go. Last one. Here we go. Runaway pig lured home by deputies Doritos. County sheriff's deputies had to reach into their bag of tricks or lunch bag of tricks to corral a portly pig that had gotten loose. The two deputies responded to a call of a pig that was quote size of a mini horse wandering the streets. They decided the path of least resistance was to sacrifice a bit of their lunch to create a trail of chips to entice the pig back home. He followed them and was secured inside the the gate. The deputies even knew where to take him because they had encountered him on previous calls. Oh god! Nice. Yeah, pigs are believe? actually really hard to catch. Like uh, they're incredibly strong. Oh yeah, they'll push you around like, too. It's crazy. Yeah, pound for pound, a pig is way stronger than a man. Yeah. They taste. I'm well. gonna go not Florida. There's no way we're gonna do a hat trick and have three Floridas. That's just not how Noah operates. So I'm gonna you don't go. Think I would do that. You don't think I, don't I would think change so. it up? Mm-mm. I don't think All so. Right. I'm gonna go with Florida just because, like that way, we can tie. If you, you're either gonna get them all, <laughs> or I'm gonna tie you. But that sounds like some Alabama stuff right there. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm going Florida. You're sticking with it. Are you sure, Brian yeah. Brigham? All yeah. right. California. Oh dang it, California! I got all yeah, three right. I'm just kidding. Good job. Oh Ryan. my gosh. Brigham, you're good luck. <laughs> this is this is something to celebrate, boys. All right. So wow. uh that one was from Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge. Uh thank hey, you, can Brian. I, tell you, for your I, I, I want to give him a shout out. I got his knife. I won one of his raffles. Beautiful yeah. knife. Beautiful knife. Like awesome. No flaws that I can see on it. It's my wife's I get favorite knife. So nervous when another maker gets one of my knives. Yeah. Like I was way more nervous than a normal person. Yeah, like oh, I sure. was nervous because um, B. Cone actually won my knife in Neil's um, drawing. Yeah, but then he ended up swapping somebody that wasn't a maker that got some like one of the Ameribrade prizes. 
And so I sent oh, cool. it to the other guy, and the other guy loved it. So that was good. But I was I was super nice. nervous. I'm not not ready for that yet. Like my knife <laughs> isn't there yet, but someday, someday <laughs> it'll be. Right on. Well, yeah, uh, definitely a huge shout out to uh, to Brian Hunt. I think he's actually still running um, the other waffle that he had going on. So yeah. anybody that that's listening to this. Sweet. Like that, that's a, that, the two oh, knives. Yeah. I think he's doing two knives. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. So everybody go check out Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge, a waffle for a really good cause. I'm sure you all know about it, so I won't go into too much detail, but. Boys, is it time to go to the after show? I think it is. I think it is. All right. You guys on YouTube are getting some prime shots of a dog here. Everyone else is missing out. That's the best dog that's ever lived ever in the history of dogs. Her name is Georgia. She's the sweetest little list nugget ever. Georgia, say hi. She's the part part beagle, right? Yeah, she's half beagle, half German short hair pointer. Look at the ears. Who's such a pretty girl? Those are definitely beagle ears. Tell me, who's a pretty girl? Oh! <laughs> what are you doing? Who's a good girl? She's a nugget. She has her own pillow and sleeps under my blanket. Won't sleep unless she's under my blanket. Like, I get in bed, I pick up my blanket. You? Yep, and I say, Georgia, get in your hole. And she climbs under the blanket and makes like a little hole. Mm. <laughs> She sticks her nose out. We call it the snorkel because she'll stick her nose out the edge of the blanket. And all you can see is the front of her face so she can breathe. And that's where she sleeps. That's awesome. Every night. She's such a good dog. I used to I used to let our dog sleep in our bed. But then it would like bore its way in between my legs and like go up as far as it could. And then like like while I'm trying to sleep. And then it'd make it so I couldn't move. So he got kicked out really quick. Yeah. <laughs> that All was three just of like, our dogs sleep in the bed. It's, yeah, I couldn't do that. I mean, it's like, like you a king. sleep in the bed. You can't do that. <laughs> you have a king size bed. Yeah. yeah. It's just a queen. Well, See, that's where all the action happens. That's where the magic <laughs> happens, huh? Yeah. Like, you know, once every other month. It's great. <laughs> Married life. She's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, quick, get us to the after show. Noah's embarrassed. (laughs) No, Noah's biting his tongue. I'm not saying a word. (laughs) I'm I'm married too. I know how it goes. Thanks for listening, guys. Not your most informative episode, but bye, bye.